Okay, it's time to commit. 2024 is the year for prioritizing yourself. Begin your new smile journey with Byte, and you could start seeing results in just two to three weeks. Just order your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95 at Byte.com. Byte Clear Aligners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces. Plus, they offer financing options, accept eligible insurance, and you can pay with your HSA, FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot com. Start your confidence journey today with Byte. That's not just the sound of that first sip of Morning Joe. It's the sound of someone shopping for a car on Carvana from the comfort of home. That's a good blend. It's time to take it easy, like answering some easy questions to get pre-qualified for a car in minutes. Talk about starting the morning right. Just like customizing your terms so your car fits your budget. Mm, mm, mm. Visit Carvana.com or download the app to experience car shopping the way it should be. Convenient. Comfortable. Ah. The following podcast is a Dear Media production. Welcome to Work Party, the podcast where we are throwing out the rule book and bringing you real talk and hot takes on what is happening in the working world right now. Because life moves fast. If we've learned anything from the past few years, it's that the only constant is change. And we can't pretend everything is status quo. I'm your host, Jacqueline Johnson, and it's Hot Take Time, where we ask guests to let us in on a fresh POV that they feel super passionate about. From spicy money talk to unexpected relationship advice, love them or hate them, agree or disagree, these piping hot and sometimes controversial takes will get you thinking. So let's get into it. On today's episode, I'm joined by Baba Rivera, founder and CEO of Ceremonia, a clean hair care brand rooted in Latinx heritage. From being raised in a Chilean household in Sweden to moving to New York City for work, Baba's relationship with the beauty industry has always been one of wanting more and wanting better. Having always felt underrepresented as a Latina woman in magazines, the beauty aisle, or in the realm of business executives, Baba knew she had the opportunity to reclaim power in her heritage for herself and for future generations. And reclaim she did. Now uprooting beauty norms and entrepreneurial milestones, she's in a small group of women who have raised over a million dollars in VC funding, raising $10 million to date for Ceremonia. And her hot take is a reminder of just how influential the beauty industry can be. So welcome, Baba. Thank you so much. Wow. What an intro. Thank you. <laughs> I mean, worthy of you for sure. I'm so excited to chat. You've had an incredible career and you've built this powerhouse brand on top of already being successful in your own right. And it's making such an incredible impact. I'm also proud to be an angel investor in your company, but let's get into your hot take. Tell us what your hot take is. Well, my hot take is that I believe that beauty has the power to change the world. Wow. Okay. So let's elaborate. Big, big, big words. Big, yeah, big words. But like, you know, I think you can, I think I can see this happening for you. So let's dig into like what this means for you. Cause obviously that's a wide ranging statement. Yeah, for sure. So I think beauty has played a part in sort of like the female story for since ancient years, right? Like all the dating back to like Aphrodite, right? It's not a new invention. I think what's new is the narrow view that beauty has been offering us lately. And growing up as a Latina girl in a very homogenous country like Sweden, I little by little started questioning 
myself and my own sense of beauty as a result of the lack of representation. And it's not until quite recent years, to be honest, that I started to realize the tremendous impact of this because it sounds silly. Like, who cares, right? It's just beauty or like, oh, who cares if you don't see yourself in the magazines? You have your mom who looks like you, right? But the lack of representation actually goes so deep and it affects us more than we think. For me, it created a lot of limiting beliefs. And when I talk about limiting beliefs, I'm not even just talking about self-esteem or questioning if I'm beautiful. Like I was questioning if I was even capable of certain things. I never saw a woman like me create a big business. I never read about success stories from immigrant women like myself creating wealth on their own or creating systemic changes. Like those stories were not available to me. And it was not because it wasn't happening because, I mean, women have been a force of nature since, you know, forever. It's just that we haven't had a spot in the world media. And I think beauty is such an interesting vessel for this change because it is something that inevitably touches all of us. Whether you're interested in beauty or not, you are engaging with beauty. You brush your teeth, you wash your face, I hope. (laughs) You know, so it's like it it is ingrained in all of our. lives. Uh, So yeah, for for me, I I really believe that beauty has the power to change the world. It's also creates change in a very aspirational way, in a digestible way. You don't need to lead with heavy negative sentiments, you can lead with inspiration. And so for me, this is truly my life's work. And I feel like we are changing the status quo without having to have a strong political agenda or lead with negative dystopic stats. We, we can just lead with what we want the future to look like. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I think you've done such an incredible job of that personally and professionally. You know, leading into launching Ceremonia, you had this massive online following, you know, showcasing your outfits, your style, all those different things. And then you set out to, you know, this mission to inspire change in an industry that you loved, right? So this idea of be what you can't see was so important to you and was something that you were really representing. But what was that first thing that set off the feeling of, I want to launch a beauty brand. I want to start Ceremonia. Yes, it's interesting because that didn't come until very late in my career. I I don't come from the beauty industry. And I did, however, grow up as the daughter of a hairdresser. So I think now that I look back, I probably had this within me all along. And I certainly had the answers within me all along. I just wasn't accessing them because my father, quite frankly, was never an inspirational figure to me professionally. And he was this incredible hairdresser back in Chile, but I never saw that because when we moved to Sweden, he was an immigrant who didn't speak the language and did not have a job. So that was the only version of my father that I saw. And I saw him struggle financially. I saw him struggle with his own self-esteem. And I saw how not being a part of society strips away your own confidence, although he used to be this very confident man. And so I think for me, I embarked on a very different journey, one where I was doing everything I could to be different from my parents. I think you hear a lot about people who wanted to go in the footsteps of their parents or, you know, like carry the family legacy. 
And for me, it was quite the opposite. I was trying to run in the opposite direction. So I embarked on a journey of something completely different. I started my career in the tech industry and I was early on at Uber. And then I went into the direct consumer space. I worked at Away. Then I ran my own brand marketing agency. And I think it was probably during that time that I started to connect with my passion for beauty again. I had always just assumed my only relationship to beauty was as a consumer. And as I was running this brand marketing agency, I started to see the shifts that were happening in the beauty industry. And it was quite interesting to see how there was a new generation of founders coming on board. And they were more inspired by their customers' needs versus the beauty playbook. So they would come to me as a consultant, as the founder of this brand marketing agency to ask for help. And they wanted my input on how to create a new marketing strategy for a category that had been pretty stagnant for long. So it was during this time that I was just doing so much research in the beauty category that I started to become quite obsessed with it. I felt like this was an industry that was at the interesting intersection of customer needs and expectations not being met by the current offering. Also, when you look at the population in the US, I think that was probably one of the biggest catalysts for me because I learned that the Hispanic demographic was not only the biggest minority in the US, we account for 20% of the population. But in addition to that, we're also the fastest growing minority in the US, which kind of tells you a lot about the future. So I was like, okay, interesting. We're the biggest minority. One in five is already a Hispanic today in America. And we're growing faster than any other population. But where is that stat represented when it comes to the beauty shelves? There is very little products that were created with us in mind, very few products that are founded by us. But then when you look at the spend, the Hispanic demographic is actually one of the biggest spenders in the beauty category. And we're not benefiting from it because we're not the ones funding the companies. We're not the ones even being in the executive teams of these companies. And that didn't sit right with me. And it kind of brought me back to this little mini Baba who would open these magazines, you know, with big dreams and big eyes and just be met with people that look different from me. And I was like, here I am, you know, (laughs) almost 30 years later, and this is still the status quo. And I recognize that I have assimilated a lot. I have shaved off a lot of my Latinidad throughout my journey in my career, and it has served me. And now I have a different set of power than I had when I was eight years old and lived in the south of Sweden with my two immigrant parents. And I made a commitment to myself that I wanted to use the acquired privilege I have today for the change I wish existed already back then when I was a child. When you're running a business, managing day-to-day operations is no small feat. From taking inventory to planning, budgeting, and forecasting cash flow, it's easy for things to fall through the cracks if you're not on top of your game. Having a foolproof system in place to stay organized and improve decision-making is key. And that's where NetSuite comes in, a cloud accounting software with a full suite of enterprise resource planning applications. Think of it as an online paper trail for all of your financial needs, inventory, and more. Plus, HR, professional services automation, and omnichannel commerce. As one founder said on a recent episode of Work Party, NetSuite is the holy grail of her business. 
and she hasn't looked back since. Thinking about making a change to streamline operations and increase efficiency in your business? If this is you, you should know these three numbers. 36,000, 25, 1. 36,000 is the number of businesses which have upgraded to NetSuite by Oracle. 25. NetSuite turns 25 this year. That's 25 years of helping businesses do more with less. Close their books in days, not weeks, and drive down costs. One, because your business is one of a kind. So you get a customized solution for all your key performance indicators in one efficient system with one source of truth. Manage risk, get reliable forecasts, and improve margins. Everything you need, all in one place. Right now, download NetSuite's popular KPI checklist designed to give you consistently excellent performance. Absolutely free at netsuite.com slash party. That's netsuite.com slash party to get your own KPI checklist. netsuite.com slash party. Hey friends, my name's Olivia Perez and I'm an entrepreneur, journalist, and the host of the Friend of a Friend podcast. Every Monday, I meet with some of today's youngest and brightest entrepreneurs to make space to tell their stories and shine a light on who I believe to be the next generation of luminaries. I'll interview up-and-comers and game changers from brand builders to personalities, activists, artists, and thought leaders from around the world. Each episode lets you be a fly on the wall during one of the greatest pep talks, like a conversation between you and a friend or a friend of a friend. See you there. I love how you're speaking about the launch to ceremony because I think for so many people listening, I think there is this new trend where you don't have to be in the beauty industry to launch a beauty company. Like you were at Away Luggage. Like Jen Rubio didn't work in luggage before she launched Away. It's about seeing an opportunity, seeing a space, and then being passionate about that space and really pursuing it in that way. So I I love that you not only had the roots like of it from your family, right? But you saw this opportunity, you did the research, you said, hey, like no one's speaking to this demographic. And I think during that time when you launched Ceremonia, it was such a specific point in time when like everyone was like niching down in a, in a big way where they were like, wait, previously like shampoo was shampoo, shampoo. Like everyone had to use shampoo. There was no shampoo for thick hair or thin hair or curly hair. Like that did not exist. It was just like one size fits all, which we all know is completely inaccurate. Everyone has completely different, you know, hair sizes, all these different things. And so you really saw that and were able to kind of create something. That being said, the beauty category is slammed. It's so crowded. It's so packed. So when you were going to launch Ceremonia, and I have to say the brand is absolutely gorgeous. Like I have it on so many of my Pinterest inspiration boards, the packaging, the the language, everything is like to the nines. How were you thinking about it? Like when you were launching it from not only the brand side, but like what that first product would look like? Yeah, for sure. So my inspiration for for the brand was really coming from a personal need. And I think you hear this a lot from founders and and, and sometimes it feels, you know, quite cheesy. But the reality is, if you can relate to the customer need, you're going to have an endless source of inspiration and, and passion, which is so needed when you're building a business. Because really what sets an entrepreneur apart from someone with just an idea is persistence and resilience. So I think being able to to have that passion to, to feed that resilience is really needed. And for me, I was in this vicious cycle of damaging my hair. I didn't know how to actually work with my natural hair because throughout my teenage years, I was not going to my dad for inspiration about, you know, hair trends, right? I was going to the magazines or to the hairdressers. And I realized how the entire hair aisle 
was so behind. All hairdressers that I would ever go to, if I asked them to give me like just do like a natural wave hairdo, they would start by first straightening my hair, then pick out the curling iron and curl it. And I was like, this is insane. Like we're double damaging the hair to get to the outcome that I have naturally. Uh, And it made me realize that the hair aisle was designed for hairstylists and hairstylists were trained to tame and mask your hair. They were not trained to actually care for your hair. And I realized pretty quickly that the hair category was essentially makeup for your hair, not the skincare. So with Ceremonia, I wanted to flip that script and create a wellness approach to hair, offering hair care products that were more inspired by skincare, to be quite honest, than styling. Because I know from my dad's, you know, practices that healthy hair begins with a healthy scalp and the scalp is skin, but it sits right next to your hair. So you can't just use any skincare products on your scalp because it will also impact your hair. So the first product we launched with Ceremonia was a scalp remedy oil because the reality is most people don't have a scalp routine yet. Yet, a scalp routine is the one thing that will have the greatest impact on your hair health. So we decided to go to market with a scalp remedy oil as the first product. It was sort of like intriguing enough for the press and for customers to be like, wait, a scalp what? Tell me more. I don't do anything on my scalp. And then that creates a conversation for education. And I think what was also really important for us was that we wanted to create a product that could have benefits for all. And you can't launch a shampoo for all, but scalp care is actually very universal uh, because a lot of the scalp concerns we have are symptoms of an unbalanced scalp. Mm. So when you experience greasy roots or you have flakes or itchiness, All of those things are actually sharing the same root cause, which is that your scalp is unbalanced and your body is trying to protect you by, if you have a dry scalp, they're trying to produce oils for you. But then they overproduce oils, you end up with a greasy scalp and and vice versa. So the Aceite de Mosca, which was our first product, is still to this day a a, several time award winner and bestseller for us. It's the most nourishing, balancing scalp oil you will experience. And once our customers tried it, they were hooked and started to ask for more products. It became the gateway to hair wellness for our customers. And they then started to look at the ingredient list of their other products and questioning, wait, why do I have sulfates in this shampoo? Ceremony is telling us that silicone-free and sulfate-free is the way to go. And then they would come to our customer service and ask, which shampoo should I use? And that's how we started to build out the 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 full line. Yeah. It is risky, though, to launch with a product that is a educational product. Like, everyone knows what conditioner is. Everyone knows what it is. Scalp feels like, and now, of course, scalp is a massive category. We see everyone launching it. Yeah. But it, I'm so curious, you know, in your, like, were you nervous? Was, did, like, any of your investors say it's a little risky? Like, did you go with your gut on this one? I definitely went with my gut on this one. And in my investor deck, I was like, we're launching with the scalp oil and then also shampoo and conditioner, because that was the thing that they could understand. But I knew being on the consumer end and also being on the receiving end from a PR standpoint, I receive a lot of PR packages since I have a lot of followers. I think it's quite delusional from brands to think that someone is going to replace everything they know about their hair for this brand that came about 10 minutes ago. 
Like, why would I replace my shampoo and conditioner that is clearly kind of working for this new brand that has, you know, no proven credibility? Uh, so I felt really strongly that we needed to hit the market sideways and we needed to hit the market with something that was highly differentiated and that we felt confident would drive immediate results uh, and be a trust factor. Because once people trust you with one product, they're more open to trying another one from you. And today, the shampoo and conditioners are the highest replenishment products for sure, but it's not the highest first purchase item. I love that. That's such an interesting concept that can be applied to so many different categories. Going into a crowded marketplace, don't go for the obvious items. Go for the item that's going to kind of game change their entire routine and then they'll come. And I remember the first time I used your scalp shampoo, I was like, oh my God, there's like little rocks in it. Like I was like, it was such a new experience, but I was like, oh, I love this. Like I fell in love with it. And then obviously I've tried all the other products since. And you've been really differentiated in your product assortment. I mean, you've launched candles and perfume. Tell us a little bit about how you think about product development and where your roadmap kind of takes you. Yeah, for sure. So it's really fun because since we think of ourselves more as hair wellness, we almost operate more in like the home spa segment than we think of ourselves as like the salon share. We are closer connected to like a scented candle than to a hairspray, right? Uh, Which is kind of interesting for a hair brand, but it's really just coming down to our brand DNA. We want people to do better for their hair and we want to inspire them to care for their hair in a fun and inspirational way. So with Ceremonia, we want all of our products to evoke a sense of spa feeling, a sense of self-care, a sense of self-love. And something that has been key in all of our products is the sensorial aspect of them. And that is the texture, the scent, the aroma that blooms in the shower and something that comes out comes up the most in all of our product reviews is how people are obsessed with the way they smell. And the most requested item has been a fragrance and not a hair fragrance, by the way, like just a perfume. And I thought that was so interesting because that was not what I intended for the brand from the get-go. I knew I wanted my products to smell amazing. Also because most clean brands are always fragrance-free or they all only have like lavender scented things. And I wanted to create something that felt more elevated and less natural store. I did it in my kitchen. I wanted something that felt more like a cool brand that also happens to be super sustainable, ethical, and clean. But for customers to request a fragrance, that was not what I was expecting. Um, but we're very customer-centric. We have a community of about 500 people who are part of our product development. We ask them what they want. We send out about 150 samples uh, before we launch each formula to get feedback from our actual community, not just the team at the office. Um, And it is with them that we decide the roadmap. So when we kept hearing about a fragrance, we decided to apply the same philosophy that we applied to the hair aisle, but translating that into fragrance. And it turns out that the fragrance category really needs a ceremonia revamp because it is one of the dirtiest categories of beauty. It's one that has zero transparency. There is a lot of lobbying happening from big corporations pushing for this to be unregulated, meaning they actually don't even have to disclose a single ingredient that goes into the fragrance. And as a company, you can hide up to 4,000 ingredients in your fragrances because it's considered a trade secret. 
And that's just a result of really strong lobbyism uh, coming from big corporations with endless budgets. And it's good business for them to hide these ingredients because they wouldn't feel super excited to share what actually goes into these fragrances. (laughs) And it's kind of crazy when you think about it because a fragrance goes directly on your pressure points. It's something you're meant to inhale. And we don't know what we're inhaling. And I have two small children, whatever I'm wearing, they're inhaling. I was pregnant during the creation of Ceremonia. So ingredients have been something that I have paid a lot of attention to from the get-go. So Perfume de la Tierra, our first fragrance that was launched this spring, is the first fragrance that offers full ingredient transparency. We list all ingredients and we have replaced a lot of these. I mean, we replaced all toxic ingredients with natural and safe synthetic ones. And more importantly, we've really paid attention to remove ingredients that are usually used in fragrances that have plenty of studies linking them to hormonal disruption, even cancer, and all these sort of things. So it's fitting for our brand because it's very much aligned with our purpose uh, and our mission of doing better for you. And we're translating the sensorial experience from your hair care routine into your everyday fragrance. Book your next getaway without ever losing sight of your wellness routine. At Weston Hotels, uncover signature offerings that help you move, sleep, and eat well, all while you're on the go. With more than 200 locations around the world, Weston is dedicated to elevating your well-being no matter where you are. Maintain your fitness routine and get moving at the Weston Workout Fitness Studio, filled with state-of-the-art equipment. You can even elevate your workout experience without stepping outside your hotel room. Simply request fitness and recovery gear to be delivered straight to your door on demand. For those of you who prefer outdoor workouts, don't miss the opportunity to join a group run led by Weston's Run Concierge, accompanied by an expert running guide. After your workout, recharge and eat well with Weston's Eat Well menu, designed with foods that make sure your nutritional needs are met. Weston chefs have crafted dishes with your well-being in mind, making it easy for you to continue nourishing your health no matter the destination. When relaxation calls, recharge your body and mind with restorative sleep in Weston's renowned heavenly bed and enhance your experience by unwinding with Weston's Sleepwell Lavender Balm, an aromatic blend of lavenders and chamomile oils. Weston Hotel and Resorts is part of Marriott Bonvoy, an extraordinary portfolio of hotel brands and award-winning ex-travel programs. At Weston, wellness is seamlessly a part of your stay, enabling you to move, eat, and sleep well. Visit Weston.com to book your stay today. So you've gone the sort of traditional, I would say, direct-to-consumer route. You launched direct-to-consumer. You went into retail successfully. You've expanded internationally. And now you have a brick-and-mortar shop in New York City, which, again, you kind of follow the roadmap of a lot of these larger successful brands. But brick-and-mortar is scary. It's, you know, it's a big commitment. It's really about, you know, kind of being, you know, on the, on the floor with your customers. And especially after COVID, it's been kind of this like slow burn back into retail, but tell us like your strategy around brick and mortar and tell us a little bit more about the shop. Yeah. I mean, the shop is incredible, by the way, you you should definitely visit when you're in New York next. It's on the corner of Lafayette and Broome. So my favorite area of all of Soho it's like the cool part of Soho, if you ask me. Definitely. Um, and, prime location. And <laughs> prime location. It's really beautiful. It's also painted in our brand yellow. So you have this like yellow brick on the corners of very, you know, visible. We have a huge sign at the corner that also lights up, but in the dark. So to us, this is a billboard. It's a billboard in the middle of Soho that is way cheaper than a billboard. Uh, so already there, it's sort of like, 
if worse come to worse, we sell nothing, it's still a billboard. And obviously, the store is also selling a lot of products. So it, it has that benefit. We felt that Ceremonia was really lacking a community hub. We are so community driven and we started during the pandemic when we could not meet our community URL. So we defaulted to a digital community strategy, not by choice, but by limitation. So now that we're on the other side of the pandemic, we have started to feel that urge to bring our community closer to us. And in addition to that, the brand has grown really quickly. We started direct to consumer where you have full control of the customer experience. But slowly but surely, we've grown a lot into retail as well. We are now in 500 Sephora locations. We only have one shelf at Sephora. We're part of their next big thing in hair curation, which means our real estate there is super limited. So there is not much storytelling we can do within Sephora today. Uh, and that's why the brick and mortar felt so important because it's an immersive space that we can really, where we can really live the brand. I love that. I think it's so genius to think about brick and mortar as not only advertising to your point in terms of location and storytelling, but also experiential and community and really thinking of it as that space and a bonus if you sell product, right? Like, great. We love yeah. that as well. But I think that's the right mentality going into brick and mortar. So there's been a lot of chatter around influencers launching brands. Obviously, you launched Ceremonio a long time ago. Also, you have you know, $10 million in venture capital backing, which is no small feat. And you've really transcended that, you know, kind of conversation. However, like, what's your take on influencers launching brands? Do you think everyone should be launching a brand? Do you think it needs to come from more of an authentic place? Do you think people are getting it over their head? Or do you think that, you know, people are just underestimating influencers in general? Yeah, I mean, it's an interesting uh, topic, because the reality is, it's kind of easy to start a brand. If you just want to start any brand, like you can go to a contract manufacturer, you can be like, hey, I want to launch a skincare brand. They're like, cool, here are our stock formulas. Try them, pick one, and then you can add a marketing claim to it. And we'll add one to two ingredients that have your name on it. And then you put your logo on it and have fun. Like it's actually not more complicated than so. So I understand why a lot of influencers are launching brands because it's very accessible and the big heritage brands don't have super differentiated products. So, you know, they can launch an equal product to, you know, one of these big corporations and get the full margins instead of collaborating with these big corporations uh, to promote their products. Uh, so it kind of makes sense. However, I think that there is a lot more that goes into building a successful beauty brand than having a couple of followers and having a product to sell. And I have certainly, you know, experienced that the humble way because I am not that influential. Like I have a lot of followers, but I'm not, I was not a hair tutorial queen, right? Like, it's not like I built my audience on YouTube doing hair tutorials. My Instagram has never been my full-time job. I am a businesswoman first and foremost that happened to have a lot of followers. A lot of my followers are fellow businesswomen because they're inspired by my career, etc. So it's a little different for me. And I started a brand because I was passionate about the space versus that I was trying to just like capitalize on my audience if that makes sense and uh, yeah so I, I think with influencers launching brands I think it makes sense for them 
Do I think that's a venture-backed business model? Not necessarily. I think the beauty space is super competitive. Uh, it's super crowded. And uh, Sephora says no to like even like the biggest celebrities launching brands because for them, if the product is not differentiated, they're not going to launch it. And having a differentiated product, on the other hand, that's really hard. Uh, so for us, we have to bring product development fully in-house. We do everything from scratch. We have our own in-house chemists, our own R&D lab. And that's how we have been able to create the brand that is Ceremonia. But that's true to us. Like For some brands, it's not about the ingredients. It's not about the formula. It's about the packaging or that... It's female founded. Like, you know, there, there are many different angles you can go about it. And uh, I think for our customers, formula performance is is at the heart. Absolutely. I, I think that's such a great way to articulate it as well. Like it's easy to do something fast, cheap, and you know, on shelves quickly. It's harder to do something differentiated. And I think that's what really makes you stand out. So as mentioned, you've raised over $10 million in venture capital. What are three tips you would give to someone who is looking to go out and raise money for their business? I think the most important thing is to, there is a formula. So one is, is this an exciting industry? Uh, like painting the picture for why this is an exciting market to be entering and also why it's an exciting market to enter right now. Like why now and not five years ago or five years from now? Like why is now the time? And the other part is what problem are you solving within that industry? Like the industry has a lot of potential, but there is a challenge. And this is how I'm going to solve that challenge. Uh, it's really important. And then the third one is, why are you uniquely positioned to do that? Like, why are you the person for the job? And I think that third leg is usually missed in a lot of investor decks that I see. I do a little bit of angel investing and I get a lot of great ideas where they spend 90% of the time talking about why this industry is so lucrative. And then they spend very little time on how they're solving the problem and how that's different from their competitors and how they're uniquely positioned to do it. And I think those two last components are super, super important in order for you to secure the funding. I think that's such great advice. It really is about timing, you know, what that like problem is, that white space, that opportunity, and then like why you and maybe your team are the right people to do that. So I think that's such great advice. So as someone who's had a lot of success, you know, in different categories, different businesses over time, what does career goal setting look like for you now? Like what excites you about the future of Ceremonia? Yeah. I mean, we have I feel like for, for me, we've just scratched the surface. Like this is our MVP, right? Like, okay, we're onto something. Customers love our products and our products work. And there is excitement around the brand. We have a distribution opportunity. Now it's up to us to make the most of this sort of like proof of concept that we've gotten to. So the work really begins now, if you ask me. I really want us to perfect. And by that, I mean really winning with our existing like distribution partners. So uh, we have a great opportunity with Sephora. We're doing really well there. How can we knock it out of the park? Like how can we become um, a category leader within Sephora uh, within our own uh, direct to consumer channel? How can we turn customers into brand fans? It's a lot about going deeper versus wider right now. And my biggest focus right now is team because the team that was needed to go from zero to one is very different than going from, you know, one to hundred. So 
we have been way overdue to in, in sort of like building out the team. We have been doing a lot with a very small team and it's not until this year that we started to to finally get some you know important leaders in place. That's amazing. Yeah, hiring becomes the full-time job, but anyone who's listening looking for a job, it sounds like Ceremonia might be hiring in the future, so definitely check that out. Well, Baba, thank you so much for being here and sharing your hot take and outlook on the beauty industry. Can you tell everyone where they can follow you and buy some Sephora or C- Ceremonia Sephora? <laughs> Lost my mind. I'm like, that's a great, that, it's like <laughs> Benifer, you know, like the name between like Sephora and Ceremonia. It is Sephora. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> Sephora. Uh, well, you can follow me uh, on Instagram. I'm such a millennial. I'm mostly active on Instagram. Although, Same. you know, I know all the kids are on TikTok, but you can find me at Baba, B-A-B-B-A and ceremony you can find on tiktok or instagram we are called my ceremonia uh, on both platforms uh, and yeah find us at your local sephora <laughs> ask for the next big thing in hair and they will show you to their next big thing in hair curation which includes ceremonia amazing well congratulations on all your success thank you Thanks for listening to this episode of Work Party. If you like what you heard, follow, leave a review, rate the pod, or slide into my DMs. Check out our membership program, Insiders, designed for go-getters and game changers like you. Sign up today at createcultivate.com. Follow us at Work Party and at Jacqueline R. Johnson on all platforms. And be sure to head to createcultivate.com to keep up with all the latest events, content, and community designed to help you level up your life and career. Please note that this episode may contain paid endorsements and advertisements for products and services. Individuals on the show may have a direct or indirect financial interest in products or services referred to in this episode.